bitch thoughts Sports news that top You know Chris said uh, Who got you taking all the shots Tell me like who got traded, who did not And what's the latest, well let's debate Just trust the process, you know we got this in-depth analysis Who's the baddest? Yes, right here, behind the line No bout, there's no crime Like and one, go for two Three, pull and drop to the hoop We cover it all inside the park The newest stud up from the bar It's deeper stalks DTB, you're tuned into the best you'll see Welcome to the Deepish Thoughts Podcast. I'm Chris Horwardell, and today, in this special edition, I am joined, as I frequently am, by my co-host, Anshu Khanna. Anshu, how Chris, are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm well. I appreciate the frequency of you being here. <laughs> I appreciate your gratitude towards my frequency of appearance. So we're doing a little special edition today, uh, you know... We're constantly hearing that on iTunes and stuff like that, that people wish we'd do more episodes, and maybe this is a, a, a little foray into that, a little bite-sized, one-topic podcast brought on by the big news that uh, Le- LeBron James, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, <laughs> accurate, but not quite, Kyrie Irving has asked for a trade from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Indeed. Pretty this- shocking. Um yeah, I, I heard a little bit about this when the Bulls were looking at dealing Butler. Joe Cowley of the Sun-Times mentioned that vaguely, this is again months ago, that yeah. you know that there was a chance that Kyrie could ultimately end up being in Chicago. So there were three very distinct paths. One was rolling the Bulls' future back, or the, the Bulls' team from last year back, which was expected. And then the other was, you know, dealing Butler. And the third was dealing for Kyrie. And at the time I was like, there's no way Kyrie's trying to get out of Cleveland. I mean, yeah. it would make sense if, uh, if LeBron were leaving, but it sounds like what Ky- what Cowley was hearing wasn't about the, it wasn't contingent on LeBron leaving. It was that Kyrie truly is unhappy in Cleveland. Right. Mm. Well, I think it's, I mean, yes, we're hearing that Kyrie wants to be the focal point of an offense. I do think that uh, the team also sees the writing on the wall with LeBron James leaving. You know, there was speculation earlier in the summer, like you're talking about, that Kyrie was reaching out to other players who he played with on uh, Team USA about potentially mm-hmm. joining a super team should LeBron James leave the Cavs next year. Uh, I think I think it's a foregone conclusion that's going to happen. Where he ends up is a conversation for another day. But first, let's talk about what does this request mean for the Cleveland Cavaliers? Oh, boy. I I mean, it's got to spell disaster, right? But at the same time, it might give Dan Gilbert an out. Um, You know, right now, this has been just – could you imagine this offseason going any worse for Cleveland? No, absolutely In any way. That being said, if LeBron were to leave next year once again because of Gilbert, you know, I I think that – that could have made him look really, really bad. Yeah. Now, if Kyrie wants to leave, I think the fans, and I've seen a little bit of this already. Um, I have a friend, who, Josh. Josh is a big Cavs fan, and he mm. said the same. He, you know, they're pretty distraught with Kyrie himself. So that's it gives Gilbert a little bit of an out, I think. Right. Right. Um, well, you know, I texted basically, ex- you know, basically exactly that to you from LeBron's point of view. In that mm-hmm. this True. this does LeBron a huge favor. Now he gets to leave Cleveland, and he doesn't look like the bad guy, right? Right? Because he yeah, tried. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, 
It's perfect. I mean, LeBron has been comfortable somewhat in being the heel. Like, I mean, it's happened, but he doesn't want to be that guy. And this gives him that out to your, your point. Um, the other, you know, I think this is obviously this is a huge crossroads for Cleveland because Mm. the direction they take here is going to be very interesting. Can they, do they go for it next year? I think they almost have to, because they have LeBron or did they, if they were to deal Kyrie, will they go, to accumulate more assets and who's the one making this decision you immediately said they should hire who else sam hinky right of course, of course. Uh, um and so I, I mean i'm interested what a what do you think they will do and b what do you think they should do in terms of not specifics but just in general like what what their path will be yeah so i mean halfway jokingly i suppose i i mentioned that they should hire sam hinky right now especially given that there's no general manager in place. And this also, it begs the question, does, does this make this a more or less appealing job for a would-be general manager? Uh, if I'm Cleveland, and I think they secretly know that LeBron is going to be leaving, it's time to blow this thing up while you still have assets to blow up and see if you can kickstart a rebuild. So I'm go- well, I-, I want yeah. young assets. I want draft picks. Um, <laughs> my... Uh, Just- uh, the the brand the Cavs fan with whom I'm currently talking to has uh, it, who, who is distraught as you would imagine and just frustrated with this organization in general and how they've handled the summer like you said could not have been handled worse uh, he's he's saying that Cavs should hire David Kahn to be their next general manager <laughs> that would put a stamp on it <laughs> just in a not positive manner just yeah. salt the um, earth. Just destroy this thing entirely. No, I think I, I think they have to blow it up, and that that is certainly okay. what I would do too. If they wanted to, and I'm I'm going to bring this a little bit to a homer place for me personally, but yeah. there, this is an unparalleled amount that they could potentially trade and then get back in one fell swoop if mm-hmm. they decided to truly rebuild it, to really burn it down and deal Kyrie, not just Kyrie, not just Kevin Love, but LeBron James. And just say, all right, everyone, highest bidder, you get LeBron James. You you get a literally you become a champion immediately, a championship contender. And yeah. Uh, the one thing I'm curious about there is I'm looking to see if LeBron has a no trade clause. Oh, that's a good question. I know Kyrie doesn't, and I know that he provided a list, but it doesn't matter. Because... LeBron does have a no trade clause for the record. Okay. But all right, so say whatever. Say he wants to go wherever he wants to go. Yes, it's still they still it's still Cleveland has the leverage. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. there might just be a few teams that he accepts a deal to, but they can they have no reason to give him up for marginal amounts, you know, because LeBron in and of himself is makes them probably the favorites in the East, even without Kyrie, in my opinion, and so I mean it makes it a lot closer for sure. But you know, it's it's. I just I, the amount of that those three could command in trade is unparalleled, and I bring it to the Chris Sale Quintana yeah. and Adam Eaton thing because there's never been a rebuild that started with three guys on such good deals that were such big stars. I mean, I and I know it's different, and it's even more so in basketball that what what they could get for those three is just it's, it's impossible to even fathom three guys in their prime like that. And so three stars, true stars in their prime. Okay. We actually have a little bit more breaking ish Cavs news. Um, 
One is news, and another one's just a, a fun fact. The, the news is that the team is likely to hire Colby Altman as their new general manager. He spent last season as an assistant GM with the team. And the second, okay. the second bit of news is LeBron James is going to let the Cavs front office, quote, take the lead in dealing with Kyrie's trade demands. Oh, my God. Well, so, I don't know what that I mean, means. The writing, the writing is extremely on the wall here. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, he is so gone. But the problem, the reason, the issue, and we've, we've talked about it a lot, but the, I just have trouble envisioning where and why he would leave. Like, the Lakers are not a better, I mean, maybe they're a slightly better setup, but they don't get him closer to the championship. Well, let's, let's leave opinion. LeBron, let's leave the LeBron topic for another day. Because, Fair you know, one, but I we, think it's, you and I have already talked about it quite a bit today. You know what my feelings are. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and there's going to be plenty of time to speculate on that. Let's just talk about Kyrie specifically and, and the ramifications of this for the team. Now, you asked me and I answered. What would you do if you were Cleveland right now? Oh, man, I, I, when you say blow it up, I think, you know, part of that is obviously dependent on what the market is and how much leverage they truly have. Yeah. But the reality is if they, if they roll this back, I know the Celtics are coming, but I, I just, I, I find it very hard to believe that this team with their professional players and the stars that they have, mm. aren't going to get out there and be the favorites in the East again. And I, I just think that they'll run it back. Like I know, and what I would do is wait and see if they can win it. You know, I don't think that they will. I think they're very far away from winning it. But I would do my best to, if, if you got to change it a little bit, if you got to tweak some things, see what happens. I mean, stuff happens quickly and crazily in sports in terms of right. teams falling out of it and being willing to make deals. And, you know, like this off season, we've got a lot of free agents that are going to come free. So maybe a team like the Pelicans becomes willing to trade Cousins for a Pennies on the dial. I, I don't know. Is there it's a scenario point. where they would trade Davis if they're struggling badly? I, you know, I think so. I definitely think there's a possibility. And that's why you wait. And that's mm -hmm. why you, like, I, I hate the idea of, on one hand, I know I'm playing out of both sides of my mouth a little, mouth yeah. a little bit because I hate the way the Celtics have done it yeah. with like, oh, we'll just see. We'll just see. I don't like that. I want, I want a direct plan. But they've also put themselves in the position to be the favorites for him. So my, I guess my point is not for Anthony Davis with the Cavs. I don't think mm. that that's, I just don't think that's possible. I guess a, a deal centered around Kyrie would be a hell of a start, but you know, I, I, I think I'd run it back, see what happens. And then, you know, oh, and then you, you still have two years of control for Kyrie. If LeBron does indeed leave, you can deal Kyrie next off season and you're not losing anything by doing that. Right. So, by the way, it, you know, if Kyrie has, in fact, demanded a trade and they are looking to yeah. do and they are doing that, they're looking to do that. They there's a, a scenario where Cleveland could have almost nothing on the books next offseason if they were if they were looking to trade Irving and Love and attach the contracts of Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith to that. The Cavs would literally have. Uh, Chetty Osman and Kyle Korver under contract guaranteed for next season. Ooh, yeah, that's fun in terms of the flexibility you have. Yeah, going into sure. an offseason with $100 million to spend, you can really reshape your roster at that point. Now, granted, they're almost certainly going to take you know something back because only only a handful of teams would be capable. I don't well, I don't know if anyone 
in fact, would be capable of absorbing, you know, the the thirty five to forty no. million dollars that would be necessary. But I mean, there's still you know there's one year contracts and all of that. So Kyrie mentioned four teams that would be the you know the teams he'd really like to look at right now. That's the Miami Heat, the San Antonio Spurs, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the New York Knicks. Why don't we uh, why don't we go through team by team? and see what we can come up with, see what makes the most sense. All right. Before we do that, let me yeah. just say this, that the Cavs have no reason to listen to anything that Kyrie says with respect to this stuff because he's under contract for several more years. He yeah. doesn't have a no-trade clause as far as I know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they if anything, if I'm the Cavs, I almost go out of my way not to trade him to the team that he wants because he's yeah. demanded these outrageous demands. They have no incentive to give him what he wants in this scenario because it's not like, you know, he goes somewhere and, you know, maybe they send him an extension, maybe they don't, but mm-hmm. you know, he is sacrificing his rights too, right? His big third contract, Matt Supermax rights by demanding a deal. So there's no, there's no team where him getting traded there helps him in any way in terms of an extension or yeah. whatever. So, so the Cavs, neither the Cavs nor Kyrie, it really doesn't really matter for you know like other than Kyrie just wanting to go somewhere that he wants to go. Hey, so, and yeah. I do not disagree with you at all. But you know we have four teams that have been named, so I I thought it just makes sense. <laughs> Let let's look at those four teams and see what what makes sense Fair for enough. them. Because you know, and more likely than not, there if you're if you're naming four teams, then you're not naming what twenty five teams. So the yeah. like the likelihood is that he'll be traded to one of those twenty five not named, but. Right. You know, we, uh, we and we explored a lot of those possibilities between uh, via text earlier on. Yes, but let's yeah, go. In our brains. Let's start with the Heat and let's let's some important numbers to remember. In 2017-2018, Kyrie Irving will make 18.8 million dollars, and Tristan Thompson will make 16. Jared Smith will make 13. Shumpert will make 10. So it would be, you know, 28 to 34 million dollars if we were looking to attach somebody with them. Kyrie himself 18.8. Uh going to the Miami Heat. So who does Miami absolutely have to keep? Who do they who are they built who are they built around? So are they untouchables in a Kyrie trade? Man, Whiteside? Mean, are there any? I would think you have to keep Whiteside, right? Cuz you have to keep cuz you're not trading what does trading Hassan Whiteside for Kyrie Irving do for the Miami Heat? I, I mean, it's a it's a ball handler's game. I've said repeatedly I don't like the idea of forming a team around a point guard, so mm-hmm. I don't love it anyway. But look, the reality is the Heat. The, there's nobody that's on the Heat's roster right now that they wouldn't trade for Kyrie in a Kyrie deal, including Whiteside. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You'd like to build it around him, but you know, I, I, if the, if the Cavs say, "Hey, we want Whiteside in any Kyrie deal," I don't think Pat Riley ever hangs up the phone for that. But what is the incentive to do that if you're the Heat? Because even if if you swap Whiteside for Kyrie Irving, like I think you're a top five worst team in the NBA next year. You think they're worse? I mean, you think they're they're worse with Kyrie than with Hassan yeah? Because Whiteside? I think the defensive impact that Whiteside brings and the rebounding that Whiteside he's one of the few unique centers in the game that actually means anything anymore. And you're also yeah. you're also very very guard heavy now. You, theoretically, you're playing Drogic yeah. at the two. I think they could get away with it, though. They, you know, they sign Olenek. They've got 
you know, they've got Justice Winslow. They've oh, got Waiters some lower... is the two. What am I even talking about? It's Drogic. Yeah, so now you have two. to find a trade for Drogic or Waiters is coming off I, the bench. I think Drogic, Drogic either become, goes in a deal or, or in this deal specifically, um, if, that, if that were to be the case. But fine. Say, I, I don't think that they need to include Whiteside in a deal anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, especially because for the, for the Cavs on the other side, Whiteside doesn't do a ton for them unless they're also then flipping Tristan Thompson elsewhere. To make this work, right. so well, and this you know, all, I, I this begs the question too: Is this a rebuild or is this is this a reload? Right, because right, right. in a rebuild, they're looking to, they're looking for a third team to deal with Drogic. Because yeah, you know yeah. they don't they don't want a thirty four thirty three year old point guard at that point. That doesn't do them any good. Mm-hmm. That doesn't get them any closer to beating the Warriors this year. So, if if they were to do something like. I mean, Drogic makes makes seventeen. Wayne Ellington's on the last year of his deal and makes six point two, so that's twenty three. What about that's, a, that's uh, even salary wise? Um, so Drogic, Ellington, and what do you? I mean, it's Justice Winslow get, ha, has to be a oh, piece of that. And I'm, what two firsts minimum? Yeah, I would I would think that's and probably. Very close to unprotected, given with this deal. No question. And I still, and I think those picks actually become pretty valuable in that scenario, at least the first one, because as you said, I mean, I, look, they might be a playoff team yeah. around built around Kyrie and Whiteside, but I, I put it this way: I think they can do better. But let's let's put a pin in that one and maybe look at the other teams. I just don't think that that's without Whiteside. That's a non-starter for me for the Cavs. Okay. All right. So so. I think we're also looking at this fundamentally differently too, because I'm looking rebuild. You're looking reload. So we're going to have different perspectives on what makes sense. I I think it depends on the team because like, all right, you talk to the Knicks, there's two different options and you talk to the the heat. It's, uh, that's not, that's not the, that's not the team. Like that that doesn't fit in either way. All right. Let me throw something. And I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure why Cleveland would do this. Uh, or, or rather, why why Miami would do this? But how about this? Let's look at this from a just slightly different perspective. What if the deal is Whiteside and Dragic? That's forty point seven million dollars going to Cleveland, and Thompson Cle- and Kyrie. And Cleveland is going to send Thompson and Kyrie. Yeah, that's now all that this. Is- and if, I think the Heat, the Cavs have to get a first out of that. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, we're, I'm just talking about bigger parts. There would definitely be smaller parts to that trade. So Cleveland goes into next year with Le, with Dragic at the one, J.R. Smith, LeBron, Kevin Love, and Hassan Whiteside. Mm, yeah, is, is that I mean, better than the, a... is that better than the Celtics? Yes. To me, it is. I mean, I look. I'm gonna always, almost always, go with the LeBron team over. Yeah, team is further away from winning a championship. If that makes sense. I mean, unquestionably, to me. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's move to the uh, the San Antonio Spurs. This is you know, this is a fascinating <laughs> option for a lot of reasons, and. I really for let me just start off by saying I wonder if Popovich would want to deal with Kyrie Irving. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, look, if one of the issues with Kyrie is that he doesn't want it or he wants to run his own team, what were the exact words? It was something like that, right? He wants to be the focal point of a team. Okay, well, all right, he can be the quote-unquote focal point, but that team is the ultimate team. So, right. yeah, fine, he can go there, but they still got Kawhi Leonard. they still got Greg Popovich. That, I mean, that to me is, like, if you want to be the face of a franchise, it's I guess it could happen there, but it feels weird um, to to ask for that and then put put the Spurs on that list. And looking at looking at the Spurs contracts, the issue is that the one player who would need to be traded is Tony Parker in a, a deal Did, for Kyrie. Are you including too that they just signed Pau Gasol today, like almost instant at the same instant as yeah. when that when the Windhorse thing came out? Like, I mean, that's pretty. Yeah, that's going to be tough to overcome, I would think, in terms of matching salaries. You got to, yeah. I mean, Aldridge, Aldridge and Parker are the ones that you look at there, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how Aldridge fits at all with Cleveland, though. I think Aldridge, that's a three way deal with, and I, I keep circling back to the Knicks, but the Knicks yeah. make sense in that. So that's a go for it this year move where you ship Kyrie, Aldridge goes to New York, then re-signs with them. Um, the Knicks flip Melo to the Cavs. Got to be more. And more. Oh, yeah. And more. Probably. I mean, Neil and in this first-round picks. Spurs, yep. And the Spurs are also giving stuff up. Maybe the Spurs give up a first and the Knicks give up a first, and those both go to the Knicks or the Cavs plus Neil Aquina. Yeah, I mean, then you have guys, DeJounte Murray could, you know, potentially be in the deal. Uh, you know, Davis Bertans is very cheap for the Spurs. The Spurs have a lot of very cheap, good young players right now. Yeah, right. So you're looking at, all right, does this, this I think is much better than anything that he can do. And that's, you're getting Mellow, essentially, and the Spurs first, and the Knicks first, and Neil Aquina. And well, the Knicks are building around... And um, Parker, probably, too, right? They're getting Parker, too, and that. Well, you can't... I don't think you can trade Parker and Aldridge. Because, I mean, at that point, you're, you're almost yeah. $40 million. Um, and... Knicks unload? They can't unload. They don't have yeah, much. Yeah, that gets tough. And Carmelo's got a giant... Noah? <laughs> yeah. Because that's positive value. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Carmelo's got that giant trade kicker, too. So he'd probably have to waive the trade kicker to make this work. Yeah, so, all right, what about, all right, so Aldridge would go to New York, and Cleveland would, yeah, Cleveland would have to get back Carmelo, what, how, how about Carmelo, Frank Nielenkina, and DeJounte Murray? And, and picks, or just I that? don't know, it's, that's, that's interesting. That's two so, good young uh, guards. I think, par- in that scenario, Parker becomes important to the deal because the Knicks like the, I'm sorry the Cavs have no point guard then I mean mm-hmm. even if they sign Derrick Rose like they don't in that scenario they, they kind of are without a starter I think that Parker makes sense for them and fits pretty neatly I don't know I mean money wise maybe he doesn't but it would make sense to me conceptually okay well if you're going to include Parker then either Shumpert or Smith has to be included in the trade too mm. Yeah, and I don't think you want to do that. So maybe it's not. Maybe it, you know, maybe it doesn't work out then with with Parker specifically. So then you sign Rose into the deal into the team, 
hopefully you try to like fit him into the mid-level right. or veterans exception. And yeah, I, 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 that I think is that clearly is better than a white side deal. All right. Uh, so then you have what the Cavs are Derek Rose, J.R. Smith, LeBron, Carmelo and Love starting and Shumpert. Yeah. And then you, you come off the bench with Shumpert, Neil Aquina, Murray, Murray, and you know, whatever else. I mean, Definitely I, ge- I guess, but only because they have no depth now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, that's a disaster. That, that team is further from a championship for sure this year, but they're much, that maybe splits the baby for them between being somewhat competitive in their LeBron era and then wiping away some of the salaries after. I mean, the only unfortunate thing is now you're on the hook for whatever Mellow is owed, which is not yeah, ideal. Not good. Uh, well, yeah. we're going to find out exactly what Mellow is owed because one of those other teams we were talking about is, in fact, the New York Knicks in a straight trade for Kyrie Irving. Carmelo <laughs> is owed $26.2 million this year, and he has a player option for 27 next year. Uh, there's a, also a 15% trade kicker. So his salary would go up to about $30 million if traded. Yeah, that's a lot. Like you said, he'd have to waive either some of that or all of that, I think. I mean, he wouldn't have to, but it wouldn't make much sense for the, for the Cavs to throw back salary filler for uh, with useful players, which is what they have mostly. So, Well, exactly. Yeah. And, and the big problem here is, isn't really Carmelo's contract. It's that that doesn't even include the contracts of the good players, the, the good future players who you're getting back. Because, you know, if you're trading Kyrie, look, if you're trading Kyrie to the Knicks, Carmelo Anthony's going to go to the Cavs, which means that, you know, one of Thompson, Shumpert, or Smith is going to have to be included. Let's go ahead and say it's Shumpert for argument's sake, because, you know, he's been rumored to be dealt all offseason. So mm-hmm. that actually maybe more that still only gets them to a slightly under what Carmelo makes with the trade kicker. Oh wow. So yeah. yeah. Shumpert, what right. else what else can Cleveland deal this year? Let's see. Cleveland could throw in uh they don't really have they're not going to trade Richard Jefferson cuz that's just a giant kick in the balls and nobody would ever sign no veteran would ever sign with them again. And Channing Frye is, you know, it's a similar situation there. Yeah. There's not a lot of flexibility there. Mm-mm. So the, 50- I don't think a straight up deal with the Knicks makes a ton of sense. Well, in terms of salary. just looking at that, what would you ask for? If you are the Cleveland Cavaliers, you're getting on the phone with the Knicks and you're talking trade Carmelo to New York. What are you asking for? Trade Kyrie to New York. I would, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I mean, so again, there's the two options. There's the mellow route, and then there's the assets route. Yeah. Because I mean, ideally, you'd like to get a little bit of both, and that's why I like the three-way with the Spurs. And maybe we could figure it out the Heat too. But so I think. Let me just ask you. We we said this on the white side, but is there any way the Knicks sign off on a Porzingis Kyrie base deal? Uh, that's t- so. All right, here's the only way I think that would happen. Cleveland has to take Noah back in the trade. Oh, God. Wow, so you think Porzingis is, has more val- that much more value than Kyrie? Well, the thing is, Porzingis makes $4.5 million, and Kyrie makes twenty. million. Oh, so you're saying for 
salary. Yeah, when you factor salary in, I think they're fairly equal in terms of value. And Porzingis is going to be cheap for two more years. So, you know, Porzingis plus Noah equals $22 million, not even $22 million. Oh, that's so, a lot, though. That is the worst deal in, in the NBA today. And maybe in sports. So that's, a, oh, sports is probably that's probably too broad, but it's it's not it's a bad. good contract for sure. <laughs> it's bad. So, anyways, I don't see any scenario where the Cavs are trading Kyrie and taking on Noah. I don't see. How, getting... I don't see how the Knicks give up Porzingis without it. I mean, the, now the only way that does know. happen is 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 if that rift is worse than we're hearing about. I don't think it is just because Phil did get fired and you have right. to think part of that reason is to, to yeah. A big part of that reason, appease, yeah. Yeah, appease Kyrie. And, and I think that you've got something there with Kyrie and Porzingis for sure if you can do that. So if you're the Knicks, you're obviously pushing a mellow deal and then mm-hmm. I think you give the, the Cavs whatever they want. And I'm still not sure that that, that gets you there. I mean, that's what, two, you got to say, Neil Kina for sure. Mm. I would say Hernan Gomez. Gomez. Yeah. Hernan Gomez and, and two first. I don't one know. One protected, one unprotected. And I yeah. don't think that protected one's going to matter a whole lot. Well, how, and how about this? How about to sweeten the pot for, for Cleveland? What if we also swap Courtney Lee for J.R. Smith? They get a, a slightly better player and they get a cheaper player on a better contract. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I, I guess so. I guess that's a way to do it. Um, I don't know that that that's like a big upgrade in Cleveland's mind, or even I don't know. I mean, numbers wise, it is, but you know, J.R. Smith is kind of like conducive to that culture and all that. I don't know. Well, that culture's changing with a Kyrie Irving trade. Yeah, it's true. Very, very true. Um, yeah, I mean, I would even try to jam a third team in and try to get one more thing out of it. I just look the, the mellow thing is weird, but I've said this for a while. I think that the Cavs end up with him. This makes it easier to see it happen. Obviously yeah. the Kyrie stuff, because mellow gets you a little bit more LeBron. I think just because they're such good buddies. I, I think that this gets you. If, if you can do a deal where you can keep LeBron for any more than one year, mm-hmm. it's a big win. So, I think this this would be a great way to build some goodwill with LeBron and 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 Kyrie has specifically said he doesn't want to play in LeBron's shadow. Yeah. This is a good way of turning that into a positive for them. Right. So, but now if this team isn't competitive, I don't think LeBron James is sticking around for another year just because Carmelo's there. Right. But I think that they're that's true. But I don't think they'll they won't be competitive. I still think that team wins the East and. Now you have assets either to keep or to flip for another major player. You brought up, like, all right, it's a little crazy, but to say to say Anthony Davis, but mm-hmm. say there's somebody else that comes free. Say, you know, Boogie Cousins is free because he's going to be a free agent after this year. Like, you know, maybe it, those one of those first-rounders is enough to get him. And, you know, now you're talking about Boogie with an extension, Mello for a couple of years, you're keeping LeBron. Uh, you know, you've got... I, I mean, it doesn't. I don't know that the, the players fit, but you're just talking about straight up talent. I think that you've you've done a decent job of bridging the gap to the future, 
mm. in that deal. Like, I mean, I think, I, I think that that is sort of on the right path where you're looking to do both things. I just think LeBron cares so much about trying to take away that, uh, trying to beat Jordan's titles record, which is, right. as we've pointed out, isn't even the record, but yeah. But <laughs> yeah. To, to beat Jordan, because the, you know there's that perception that Jordan's the greatest ever, and LeBron wants that so badly. He wants that mantle for himself. That's fine. But, and so that's why making it, building it around Melo is the way to do it. But, so, but Melo has never been part of a team that was that good, is my issue. He's never, he's never come close to playing with a player like LeBron either. I'm not he, saying he that is he, not, no. So you think Carmelo, Carmelo is an upgrade for Cleveland over Kyrie? No, absolutely not. But this is the best player they can get in a Kyrie deal, realistically speaking. Well, Without, we talked about another guy earlier, and I'll, I'll tell you what. I mentioned the Milwaukee Bucks to you. Yeah, I and I, I Jab- love that. Jabari Parker was a budding superstar prior to that ACL injury. Now, obviously, the ACL injuries are a big problem. But yeah. he's plural, young. Plural, he he absolutely, and we're not going to minimize that for a second. But you know, he came back last year, looked as bouncy as I've ever seen him look, just dunking mm-hmm. on everybody. You know, top ESPN top ten plays constantly. He scored twenty points a game. Had his best season from three, almost thirty seven percent. He looks like well, looked like pre injury one of the bright young offensive forces in the game. So I would be really interested in a, in a guy like Jabari Parker in a trade with Milwaukee. Uh, and I love I, it for Milwaukee. Couple, oh, I, I absolutely love it for Milwaukee. A couple things about that that I, I have an issue with. Yeah. First of all, and I love it, to be clear, for both sides, but the reasons why I think that it would never happen, one – you're basically trading it to the to the looming giant, That's the sleeping true. giant in the East. That's I, true. I mean, or one of the three that, where I don't think you want to trade Kyrie to either the Celtics, the, obviously the um, the Sixers or the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And not that the Sixers would ever be interested, but you know those are the three teams that are hovering. And so, so that's issue number one. Issue number two is Jabari. Again, the injuries are a problem, but he not only that, he's not even coming back right away this season, allegedly. Like, his time frame is not – Yeah, I don't think he's supposed to be back for the beginning of the year. So if you're talking about something where you want LeBron to be here mm-hmm. this year, you know, I think that uh, that getting Jabari doesn't get you closer, and I think it, it keeps you relatively far. And third, I don't think that the Bucks are a team that you want to deal with in terms of future first-rounders because no. by dealing Kyrie, those first-rounders are going to be worth very little relative to what the other teams that you're looking to send him to. No, you need to, you need, you're trading for current players, no question. Right. So, if, so unless you're saying it's Jabari, it's Delhi for cap reasons, maybe it's Chris Middleton. Um See, there's a lot of talent. Can I tell you? I I think they would see Middleton as untouchable because of how how sneaky good he is. He is really sneaky good. I don't. I don't think they would do both those guys. I think that they could get one of Don Maker, Jabari, or him, and then maybe DJ Wilson, and then maybe a two future first, but and and Dolly or whatever. Can you get Rookie of the Year Malcolm Brogdon in that trade? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I think you could. So um, I say, think, I don't think there's any disillusions there. Jabari Brogdon. I mean, I guess it's it's weird to send Della Vadova back, but so be it. Yeah. That what salary you have that matches up salary right there. Brogdon, Parker, Della Vadova okay. for Kyrie. Wow. Yes. Okay. And now you're you're re-signing Jabari right away because this is the Zach Levine issue the Bulls have where he's he's up. For, a, yeah. for an extension immediately, I believe. So Yeah, he's got a team option, but still. Okay. But you're not – I mean, it's a different kind of team, but you're definitely not compet- – I, I don't – I think this kills your chance of keeping LeBron. Well, I think LeBron's team. going. And this is, you know, this is the fundamental problem with what we're talking about, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm operating in a world where – Cleveland is rebuilding and you're, you know, you, you operate in a world where, you know, we try to keep this ship going for one more year to see what we can do. At least. And I mean, yeah. I'm also thinking, I'm thinking of it from both perspectives though. Like I get what you're saying. And if, if you're saying Le- losing LeBron is a figure of company, then, you know, then we, we shouldn't even talk about Melo because Melo is a negative for you long-term. That's, 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 it, it was interesting though, potentially not. Because Melo Melo's a player option in eighteen nineteen, and mm. you know it's not crazy to think he opts out and gets, you know, two forty three fifty five from somebody instead of taking one for twenty eight. Yeah, I, I, that I could see, or maybe even yeah, maybe he takes a little bit less to play with the banana boat boys. Well, I guess now the pulping is off the table now. So yeah, um, man, that's. Boy, that that is interesting. And even if he does pick up, you know, you could flip him at the deadline mm-hmm. or something to a comp- contender and recomp some of sure. those, recoup some of that stuff. Um, man, I just it's tough because, yeah, hey, they, and you could also get something. I mean. You could at least build a little goodwill with LeBron. Maybe they do something decent. Maybe they have a, like a ton of fun on that team, and they end up both resigning for two years or something. And then, you know, maybe you get one more good year out of those two. So, I, I do think the mellow thing has some merit and and some positive aspects to it. And you could still get some assets. But the Milwaukee thing, I think you're just losing. You're just. A, I agree with you. I think you're just saying, all right, LeBron, we're going to try to expedite this process. You're mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Um, and same with, well, let's, let's talk Minnesota. Exactly. Let's hit that last team. This one, looking at it, it's, it's going to be tough because they don't have a lot of super tradable contracts. The question becomes, uh, becomes Andrew Wiggins. And that's going to get complicated because the Minnesota's talking to Wiggins about a giant extension right now. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden... Those con- this is going to be a much, 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 much bigger contract. Now, I love the symmetry of of Cleveland trading <laughs> Wiggins for Love and, and Irving for Wiggins. That's fun. But, so in order to do it this year, oh, God, I don't, okay, well, I guess looking at this, it, it is kind of a non-starter if Minnesota isn't willing to trade Wiggins because there's just no other value. They're not going to trade Towns. They're not going to trade Butler. So it it literally has to be Wiggins. And you put this on the table earlier. Like, it makes less sense for them because they have Teague. Like, they've already addressed that issue. And, you know, I think 
And I think that's something we should probably talk about, too, is the fact that Kyrie's timing on this could not be worse. Yeah, it's horrible. Had he, had he talked back when, um, you know, when, when David Griffin was still there, maybe the, the chance to make that deal gets pushed. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're, the rumored three-way deal where the Suns give up Eric Bledsoe, they get Paul George, they give up the number four to the Pacers, and the Cavs get Paul George. Suns get Kyrie. Sorry. All right, hold on. Suns get Kyrie. Suns <laughs> yes. get Kyrie. Yes. And give up the number four in Bledsoe. The four goes to Indiana, and the Cavs get TG and Correct. Bledsoe. Correct. So that is – I didn't say that well the first time. Sorry. It's fine. But, yeah, that's, that's maybe – you know, if, that, if, if Kyrie makes the demands around the draft, now the Cavs have a chance to really, like, hold it, hold it for ransom a little bit or hold an auction and, and really ex- exploit the market. And now they're really not in that place. I mean, granted, people always want Kyrie. And like you said to me, the rookie deals aren't prohibitive, right? Like if they had a guy they like, they can still trade for him. Right. Yeah, you just have to wait but, 30, 30 days after the player signs his contract. Which right. is which ironically was a big issue with trading Andrew Wiggins to yeah. the Timberwolves a couple of years ago. <laughs> that's right. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, the, the symmetry is pretty interesting here. But, um, yeah, like, all right, so I, I take the Timberwolves off the table. I just don't see how that works I agree. in any way. I don't think they give up Wiggins for Irving, and I don't think they can get Irving without Wiggins. So right. let's talk real quick about the two of our teams and a potential fit because, you know, I texted you and I said, are you interested in Kyrie Irving? And your response was an enthusiastic yes. <laughs> yeah, it was. But here's the issue with it is, A, the Bulls' assets are questionable at best. Their best asset is that they suck. Yes. So they're, so, so they're in kind of like the Brooklyn Nets for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce situation where, mm-hmm. you know, they get Kyrie, um, and ideally he's the face of their franchise for a while, but they have to sacrifice everything in the future for him because, you know, all right, so you can't deal – set the table a little bit. You can't deal Chris Dunn or any of the things they got from the Timberwolves for six months, right? Right, right. And that – and That's, and, a, that's and tough. That's tough. And then salary-wise, you know, they've got like Robin Lopez and I'm, I'm just trying to think of things that would appeal to a Cavs team moving forward. I mean, Zach Veen is probably untouchable since he was the key to the Jimmy Butler deal. Yeah, and he, he can't be traded right now. And I'm not, not sure if they can trade Markinen or not. Why wouldn't they be able to? Because he was technically part of that deal. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the rights to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he got drafted by the Seawolves. Right. Yeah, and then traded, yeah. So, interesting. I don't think that – I don't know that he would have been a part of it, but say – let's just even assume that he was prohibited, not – a part of it. but Dunn can't be dealt for six months. Mm-hmm. So now, what do you have? I mean, you've got. Well, interestingly, it's another one of LeBron James' good friends. Yeah, it's again, it's Wade, who's much worse than Melo, and also only on the for one year. Absolutely. So, I mean, if you if if the Cavs wanted to do it strictly for space reasons, mm-hmm. you know, Wade is a potential fit where they have nothing on the books; they can clear their hands of. Kyrie, but they could do that with other teams, I'm sure, too, with expiring deals. That's a unique one because it fits almost perfectly, I believe. Um, yeah, so then, w- would you do Wade, Zipser, 
an unprotected 18 pick and a top three protected 2020 pick. And honestly, uh, think about what the Cavs are actually getting here. They're getting Paul Zipser, uh, an unprotected 18, and and a pick in 2020. Yeah. So I don't even know if the Cavs do that. I don't think the Cavs do it, and even close to come, come close to doing that. But it's that's way worse than what the Knicks offer up. Yeah. Even if the Knicks just say, "Here's Mello and a first," I think. I, I mean, uh, assuming Mello potentially opts out, if Mello opts out, it's almost the exact same thing. I don't know. I think this is kind of like a uh, like a Boston Celtics thing where you're just taking a shot on potentially trading for the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. And I doubt the Bulls – well, I think that it makes sense for them, honestly, but because only because – if only because you're just hoping to get Kyrie, a player mm-hmm. like Kyrie. And I know they just flipped Butler, but Butler's obviously in a, a class below Kyrie. So, yeah. Um, so if you build around – I mean, if I think Chris Dunn makes more sense as a, you know, the, former, the former top five pick. Mm-hmm. If he were to, I know he can't be dealt, but if he could, that, that would can't. be more. But yeah. he can't. Yeah. I mean, say, you know. say they wait. Say they wait till the dread deadline or whatever, um, and they make a deal then. I mean, then other teams emerge. But all right, so today, ugh, yeah, I, I don't think the Cavs do that. I wish it would fit, but it just doesn't. There's just nothing else there. Yeah, I, I, I don't see nothing. I don't see it. I mean, now. Look, this Chicago team would still be pretty bad next year, especially no with question. especially with Levine hurt. Although, you know, people keep saying maybe he's maybe he's back for the beginning early. of the season, if not early in the season. He's so, saying training camp. Well, I, I know, know what that. he's saying, but Joel Embiid <laughs> Joel Embiid said he was going to play in 82 games next year. It doesn't mean I believe it. Um, yeah, I think that the Bulls the Bulls will make every effort to have him not play as much as possible. But I mean, that could that could that changes if they get Irving, and they don't have True. their 18 first round pick. Then all of a sudden, you want Levine back as soon as you think Levine is healthy enough to step on the court. But like you said, from a Cavs perspective, that doesn't make sense. Say they waited till Dunn came back. Is Dunn marking in next year's unprotected first mm-hmm. and? say Wade would that be enough it depends on how far into the season are uh, we are and how bad the Bulls are because you know if you're talking about if if you're looking instead of looking at that as an unprotected first round pick if you're looking at that as okay we have a very very good shot to get done marking in Wade and one of um, one of Marvin Bagley, DeAndre Ayton, Michael Porter Jr., or Luka Doncic, then that's mm-hmm. that's different because th- those are four elite elite prospects. Agreed. Now, so if you're it, if you're hovering at like five or six, way less appealing. I think true. I think the value of that pick for the Bulls is the uncertainty now. And that brings up the, the question I was going to ask, which is: Are any of the other deals that we've seen this offseason at all illustrative or predictive? of what Kyrie could net the Cavs, given that PG and Jimmy. Jimmy is on – look, Jimmy Butler is going to be around for several years, so his Mm. deal is on par with Kyrie's. Put it that way. He's, what, two years older? Yeah. Um, I think think he might be considerably older. I think think we – Kyrie is way younger than we think he is. 
Ooh, okay. Well, that's you in a second. He did come into the league as a 19-year-old. Kyrie's so. on, Kyrie has turned 25 oh. like two months ago. Okay, yeah, that's so he's three years younger, um, three and a half probably. Yeah. So you know what? So the Bulls got Don Levine and a swap of 16 to seven. So not even a, a true first rounder mm-hmm. for Butler. Now for Kyrie, you're saying. We'll start with that. I think you've got to start with that and then add a unprotected or add a major asset. Add another future, a big, big future asset. Yeah, so, agreed. Uh, well, how do you think it compares to what Chris Paul got? Because you know, I, Chris Paul is obviously considerably older. He's also considered he's also considerably more accomplished. Yeah, which is you know a compliment to Paul, not an insult to Irving. It's the Paul thing is tougher because of the the way that the contract is structured, where yeah. he was going to, like you said last week, he was going to be gone anyway. So um, that that's just a mitigating factor because the reality is whether Kyrie doesn't wants to play in Cleveland or not, he's under contract to do so. Mm-hmm. So he has to be there. Um, so it makes it tougher. But I I mean, what's the the Rockets gave up for Paul was less, I think, than what the Timberwolves gave up for Butler, obviously. Agreed. And I think so. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Okay, I thought you said real. Yeah, okay. Um, and so, look, so if the Bulls say, or any team says, mm-hmm. all right, say the Bulls start with Dunn and Markinen, so erase the 16 that they gave up, now add Wade, who's worth basically nothing yeah potentially negative (laughs) we'll say we'll say nothing since it's one year but and any salary filler and um you know and next year's first round pick unprotected or say number one protected Mm. and then unprotected the year after is that is that enough is that an even match stop trying to steal moves from the from the 76ers with that top one protected (laughs) I think that's a fair. I mean, I would do that for sure. I'm looking at. I just got a, a Did text. Did the Cavs do that? I just got a text notification about Kyrie Irving's. I mean, about Kevin Love's response to the Kyrie Irving thing. Oh, he just said everything's great. Uh, life is amazing. No complaints. Yeah. Things are a little peculiar, but no complaints. Now go <laughs> kick some rocks. So love is not thrilled with what's going on, as you would imagine. Let me, I want to throw one more team. And for the record, I have no interest in Kyrie Irving at all uh, for Philadelphia under any circumstances. You could say, and I know this is going to sound stupid, but you could say, you know, I think we have $15 million. You know, will you trade Okafor for Irving? And I'm saying no, because I think this is creating a giant rift between Irving and LeBron, and I want to take a shot at LeBron next year. I think trading for Irving means wow. you have no shot at LeBron. So Okafor, Jeez, I, I'm saying rift. no to Okafor for Irving. There's, I mean, it, Irving I know, doesn't really help you in any way. He I know. I really fit, and he just takes time away. But yeah, I agree. I know. I agree. I, although it's adding a player like that's interesting, but yeah, it, I, I'm saying no. Okafor for Irving, I'm saying no. That's although so, I, although I'm willing so to facilitate ridiculous. a three-way you're trade, out you're out of your goddamn mind. I'm not, because I, I think you know. You know, I think there is a very good shot the 76ers are in play for LeBron James. Yeah, which I first of all I don't. What, I, I very know good. I think they have a shot, and I don't. I, that's it. 
Okay, that, that's guy. fine. That's fine. Plenty of time to talk about that. One last team I want to talk about real quick, because this is another one of those teams that came to my mind really early in this that I think is interesting. The Denver Nuggets. Ooh. Oh, I love that. Yes. That's a great call. So they, they would have, have they could trade Gary Harris and Jamal Murray in this deal. Uh, at least. Well, I'm and not saying first. I'm not saying only. I'm just saying mm-hmm. like th- those are two big current pieces to play with. Two young established NBA players. Mm. Say those guys, you know, Fareed and Picks. Boy. I don't I don't know. I mean I, I, yes, that's, I mean, that's on par with what the Bulls can offer, basically. But the, the problem is, look, if you're, if you're dealing Kyrie, you're yeah. big game hunting, right? You're not trying to split the baby. Uh, <sighs> and, depending on what you're doing, this is the problem with this. Yeah. If yeah. you're rebuilding, then this isn't, that's an interesting offer. You get your, you get your backcourt of the future potentially right there. Hmm. But nah, if you're, you're really you know, high on Gary Harris. Oh, I you know, I love him. Gary Harris. I, I do too. I love him. I, I was so pissed the Bulls ended up dealing that pick, which turned into stupid McBuckets. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, that worked out because you got campaign from that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, no, but, I, I love uh, Harris. I don't think that's, I, I don't think that's enough because of the other things we've talked about. Like it, it doesn't give you. A, it doesn't get you close to a championship this year, and B, it doesn't make you a whole lot better in the future. Well, the issue here is that I don't. We're already longer than I wanted to be with this, but yeah. we we haven't even discussed the like the other shoe that would drop here, and that is if Cleveland does decide, okay, we're rebuilding, then they're going to trade Kevin Love as well. Yeah, and they, and well, Kevin Love is going to bring in additional assets. First, all right. Yes, but I, I also think we shouldn't be too quick to give Cleveland too much credit here in their front office. That's, well, they don't I think have that one. Makes all the sense <laughs> in the world, but I don't think that I don't know that that would necessarily be the logical next step for those guys. Well, we uh, we're gonna have plenty of time to talk about that when we reconvene on Tuesday. And uh, we're also going to have a lot more information. But uh, until then, this, ladies and gentlemen, was that special edition podcast that you've been calling for. This is the more than one a week. So there you go. This is a gift from us to you. And uh, also, we just really wanted to talk about what was going on. Yeah. Christmas in July for you guys. We love you. Uh, well, until Tuesday, this has been the Deepish Thoughts Podcast. I've been Chris Warwardell. He's been Anshu Khanna, and we'll see you back here real soon. Thanks for listening.